there. I'm Kristen Clark, the owner and CEO and mom boss of this little brand, Sincerely Living. I created this podcast after having a lot of you guys reach out to me asking questions about our life, how I run a business, curious about that military lifestyle, what it's like to have four boys, and so much more. But starting a podcast scared me. I don't know anything about the podcast world, but I ripped off the band-aid and I'm doing it anyway. I had listened to podcasts, but I have never heard one that wasn't incredibly polished and super professional. But here's the thing. I don't have a studio. I don't have professional equipment. And you're going to hear my kids in the background because this is what life with kids is like. And that is okay. I make mistakes. I stumble over my words and my kids will often join this podcast at complete random just because they need a snack. I invite you to join this journey with me because you are loved and you are always welcome here. Today, we're going to talk about respect, rules, and consequences. This is a topic that is likely going to irritate a few of you, but I need you to understand that this is just my perspective, and even if you don't agree with me, I still love you and I respect you, and I'm pretty sure we can still be friends. It's no secret that we're living in a society now that has teens and 20-year-olds and even 30-year-olds that are dealing with anxiety and depression, people who are completely out of control, unruly, and who do not understand the concept that there are consequences for your actions. There's an epidemic now of incredible proportions, and I honestly think that this began around the time that I was seven or eight, you know, late 90s, mid to late 90s ish, there was this new school of thought that came around about parenting. And I can tell you that it actually trickled into the school systems. So parenting, if you're a parent, or you know anybody that's a parent, you know that parenting is incredibly difficult. And I am not going to lie. There are moments where I say things and do things that I never thought I would do. And then I have to go apologize to my kids because mommy lost her cool. (laughs) And I hope that you understand that, you know, parenting is tough and there's no handbook for this. And when you screw up as a parent and you say something wrong or you do something wrong, you have to go apologize for two reasons. One that keeps you in check And two, that teaches your kids that you're not perfect because guys, a lot of times, even when we were kids, we thought our kids, our, our parents were just, you know, these phenomenal human beings and they didn't ever do anything wrong. You never saw them apologize. I don't even know, honestly, if my parents have ever apologized to me for anything, um, And I don't really know why. (laughs) Uh, They admit now to screwing things up and and maybe punishing me when I didn't necessarily need to be punished, but uh, that's neither here nor there. So I need you now in this moment, especially if you have young kids, to make a conscious effort to go to them and apologize. Just say, look, 
mommy's really sorry. She yelled at you because I, she had all these other things going on. And then you walked in the room and you just caught me at the wrong time. And I just exploded. And that was wrong. And I'm sorry. And guys, what your kids end up doing is giving you a hug and saying, I love you anyway, because they do. Okay. Sidebarring that for just a hot moment. This parenting thing is tough. We've established that. And what looks good and works for one kid just does not for another. Y'all know I have four beautiful boys that are all very different in personality, which naturally is going to complicate this whole parenting thing. I'm just going to put this out there. I fully believe that when mom's in charge, she's the one that you answer to. Just like when dad's in charge, he's the one you answer to. Just like at school, your English teacher might be okay with you sitting wherever you like within the classroom, but really wants you to raise your hand to answer a question. But when you take a moment and you walk down the hallway to your next class, your math teacher might let you blurt out answers or questions, but you have to sit in an assigned seat. Do you see what I'm saying? Each classroom is different. It's her classroom. It's her rules, right? My home, my rules. And I teach my kids to understand this concept for two reasons. One, they need to learn flexibility and how to adapt. What I am okay with and what their dad is okay with Yeah, I mean, it it probably meshes together, but it's also slightly different, and that's okay. And the other thing, the second reason, is because you have to learn that even if you don't like something, that's okay, you still got to do it. If you are in that teacher's classroom and you're supposed to raise your hand to answer a question and you choose not to, you are being disrespectful to that teacher and her wishes. And that transpires into how my kids act at their friends' homes. They are, I, I really try anyway, to instill the importance when they're at somebody else's house to use their manners and say please and thank you. You know, to act very kind and very respectful, not only towards their friends and their friends' parents, but towards the home. My kids don't go around breaking things, throwing temper tantrums, etc. at friends' homes because I don't tolerate it. From a young age, I teach my boys that if they have any desire whatsoever to ever go back to their friend's home, they need to be extremely kind and courteous because if they're not, they're likely not going to be asked back. And that sucks. So... There are things that are problems that are now existing in the younger generations, right? Most, uh, most of the new generation are what Gen Z, I think, I think that's right. Let me know, you know, email me your comment if I'm wrong, because I might be, and it's highly possible. But anyway, these are the things that don't exist and didn't exist when I was a kid. I was born in the mid eighties. Um, you know, this anxiety, this, this, uh, feeling of having to prove yourself constantly and, you know, all the emotions that run the gamut along with that just really weren't around when I was young. But here's the thing, my parents and all of my friends' parents taught us from an early age that being kind 
and respectful got you places. Okay, are you following where I'm going with this? We learned that for every action, there is a reaction or a consequence. If you chose to skip school, you're going to not only get in trouble at school, but you, you're going to get reamed when you get home. But things like this just aren't taught to our kids today. And kids have this self-entitlement feeling. I mean, think about this. It stems from this new wave of parenting that came around, you know, late 90s, early 2000s, where you you just, you can't put your kid in time out. Oh my gosh, you might hurt their ego and, and make them feel sad and you can't spank them. Okay, now let me just pause for a moment because I'm going to get the haters. In terms of spanking, I'm not a fan, okay? Um, unless, unless, you know, your kids are in immediate danger, like about ready to run into the street, and it freaks you out, you know, and you grab them back and you give, you, give your kid one single solitary swift, you know, swat on the butt and, and remind them that that's a dangerous situation and not okay, okay, maybe that's okay. But of course, you know, anything beyond that is just not acceptable. I just have a really hard time with that. But there is a time and there is a place if that is your choosing on how you are going to parent, okay? Now, I remember, like I said, around the time I was in late elementary school, there was this new wave of parenting that came around where you it was wrong or in some way harmful to your child to put them in time out or to remove them from a situation, or to correct your child's bad behavior in a public location, and that somehow it was going to hurt or harm the child's psyche. I'm not a psychologist, and I'm not saying that that this doesn't happen to children, because I'm sure it does, but for the vast majority of kids, they're okay. And I remember this time period specifically because it trickled into our schools, and as, uh, as it began to trickle into our schools, I remember my parents going up to the school and having an incredibly heated discussion over the ambiguity that now existed around homework. In the past, you were given homework, you turned it in the next morning, and you received your grade shortly thereafter. There was a new policy being introduced uh, around fourth, fifth grade, somewhere in there that trickled in from this new parenting theory that, you know, oh, you know what? I can't, I can't mark that wrong because it might hurt your feelings. Okay, so let's transpire that into homework. So now the new policy was that you could turn in your homework anytime between when it was given and by the end of the quarter. You just needed to turn it in and you would receive some sort of a grade. Of course, if you turned it in sooner, you'd get a higher grade, but you'd never actually get a zero. Okay. Oh, and if you spelled something wrong, you didn't lose any points for it because you know what? At least you tried. All right. All right. All right. So sadly, this has transpired as a result of this wave of thinking that there's 29 year olds now who are on their parents' couches. They don't have a job. They're relying on mommy and daddy to bail them out. We now live in a world where there are no consequences. Mom and dad are always going to cover for you. Everyone on the team gets a trophy. Guys, no, you gotta toughen up. 
Our job is to raise children who become well-adjusted members of society. And that's not going to happen if everything they've ever done is amazing and perfect and good. Because I'm not going to lie. I've got kids, again, I have four. I have some kids that are phenomenal at baseball. I have some kids that suck at baseball. But you know what? They got out there and they tried and we figured out that it just wasn't their thing. And that's okay. We moved on. And now they're fantastic at soccer. Who cares? It's fine. All right. We've got to toughen up. We've got to raise children who become well-adjusted members of society. And here's the kicker. You have to let your kids fail. And let them fail hard. Because I can guarantee the kids who fail are the ones who are going to grow up and learn the most. Those are the kids who are not going to be afraid to do something in their life that's big, that's monumental. Maybe it's changing a career, starting a company. Who knows? Those are the kids that are going to do the things that scare the shiz out of 90% of us. But the kids who got coddled and told, oh my gosh, that's the biggest poopy I've ever seen in their freaking 12. Guys, those are the ones that end up on the parents' couch when they're 29 without a job, having a mommy and daddy pay for everything. Okay. I'm going to say something that I need you to devote to your memory. This is very important. And I I didn't say it, actually. I give 100% credit to Gary Vaynerchuk. Get off your parents' payroll. If you skipped school last week and your parents yelled at you but didn't do anything else, your parents have taught you that skipping school is bad enough to get yelled at, but that's it. And honestly, we've all had our ass chewed from time to time. Within, you know, 10 minutes, we're over it. Way to go, parents, and not teaching your kids a whole heck of a lot other than you have the ability to yell. Now, if you skipped school and your parents took you back to that school so that you could personally apologize to every one of your teachers for curating their lesson plans with the intent on teaching you because your butt was supposed to be in that seat and you chose to blow them off and thus disrespect them, you've got pretty baller parents. They just taught you that you screwed up and now you have to own up to it and you have to go ask for forgiveness for your actions. But I can say with a pretty high amount of certainty that there are very far and few between parents that are actually going to do the latter. And I'm going to tell you a story right now uh, that actually happened to my children. I'm not going to tell you which child it involved because I can guarantee that the consequences uh, for what he did made him sincerely think the next time a similar event happened. And I want you to listen to this story because I'm pretty sure you're going to enjoy how my son tackled this second event. Okay, my son was at school. He made the decision to be disrespectful to his teacher by not raising his hand and answering a question. He decided to just blurt out the answer and be disrespectful and very disruptive. Now keep in mind, my kids are in elementary school. His teacher came to me after school knowing that this was very out of character for him and explained that as a consequence for his actions, he had to walk a lap around the playground during recess. 
My son got in the car after school and I said nothing to him. He knew he was in trouble. When we got home, I said, insert name. Tell me what you did and tell me how you're going to make things better. He told me what he did and he asked me what he should do. Now he's very young, again, elementary school. So I respect this. I told him that I think it would mean a lot if he would hand write an apology to his teacher for his behavior and then give it to her in the morning. He did. And he brought it to his teacher and his teacher cried because she knew that he truly was sorry for his actions. And for him to take the time to write an apology meant that he was sincere and it was coming from his heart. Now, fast forward a year-ish, his entire class was being very disrespectful and rude during PE class. My son's class did not receive high marks after PE and had to spend some time at recess, again, walking a lap or two as a consequence. My son came home and told me what happened and told me that he would apologize to his teacher. Okay, cool. This time I didn't ask him though. I didn't ask him what he was going to do. I wanted to see if he picked up on maybe what he should do. He had said he would go apologize, but PE class was a few days from now and I figured "Hmm, he might forget, but let me just wait this out and see. I get an email from the PE teacher a few days later. She wrote in that email that when the entire class came for PE today, my son pulled her aside and apologized on behalf of the entire class for being rude and disrespectful. She was so touched by this because she knew my son had been taught at home that disrespect is simply not tolerated. She also informed me, and I really want you to hone in on this, that my son was the only one in the entire class to apologize to her. What? There are over 20 kids in that class. Not a single one except my son went and did the right thing. This made my heart swell with pride, but then I got really upset. This meant that there were over 20 kids heading into society who didn't give a second thought to their actions and saw nothing wrong with their previous behavior. Remember earlier when I said, Gary Vaynerchuk said, get off your parents' payroll? This applies to the older kids and the adults, you know, the teens, the older teens, the 20s, the early 30s that are laying on the couch having mommy and daddy, you know, feed them and wash their laundry and kiss their boo-boos. If you don't have a job, if you're on your parents' couch, and if you're stupid enough to complain that you don't have any money, that you don't have the latest iPhone, that you are being forced into a family night with your parents, your grandparents, whatever, you need a serious, swift kick in the pants. Mom and dad are paying for the roof of your head, probably the shoes on your feet, the phone that you have in your hand, and are paying for the water, the electricity, the everything. And they are asking for two hours of your time to spend with them. That you owe them so much more than that. So get up off your butt and spend those two hours with them. 
You owe them that at a very minimum. If you don't like where you're at, you're not a tree. Change it. Get up and move. Get a better job that allows you to move out, to upgrade your vehicle, perhaps even own that new iPhone. Guys, here's the kicker. If you want to eliminate your parents' leverage, get off their payroll. The best thing you can do for yourself if you are young and we're taught that timeout is bad or we're told that you can do anything and that was the end of the sentence and no one said to you, you can do anything if you work hard enough, it's time to realize that not everybody's going to get a trophy. Those who work their butts off to create everything they have and owe nobody, meaning they aren't on their parents' payroll and probably not on anybody's payroll for that matter, are the true winners. Be the person who screws up. Be the person who fails. Be the person that learns from their mistakes, that grows, and that realizing that failing and screwing up isn't always a bad thing. Go be the one person out of 20 that isn't afraid to apologize for their actions. Thank you so much for tuning in today. One of my favorite things on this planet is to hear from you. I love when you pop into my inbox or social media and tell me how you manifested your dream. That inspires me, it motivates me, and it encourages me to keep sharing and doing all the things. I would be honored if you would click that little subscribe button, followed me on social media, or even emailed me directly. I hope today's show brought you joy, made you laugh, and helped you understand that no matter how you take action on your goal, it's going to be imperfect, but it's going to be beautiful, and it will be 100% yours. Thank you.